Welcome to another episode of the Not Your Typical Psychotherapist podcast. I am your host, Ernesto, and we are on episode number 10. And this episode is going to talk about what if, what if, what you planned in your business, all the things that you're doing right now to flourish and to enhance your business, it does not work or it falls flat. How will you respond and how will you react? This is a topic of our discussion for this podcast today. Stay tuned. So I have been doing a lot of contemplating, and if you've followed my podcast uh, for the past nine podcasts, there's a lot of contemplation. There's a lot of reflection on what's happening, not only in my personal life, but in my professional life. If you have not noticed yet, your business, your personal life is affecting and will affect your business life. And when things don't go your way, when you plan out this business model or this business that you have, this project, this service, you only want to dream that it's going to work out in the end. But unfortunately, life happens. Now, for all of us in the entrepreneurial space, we don't disclose that type of information because it's none of anybody's business. But for some of us, like me, um, I am passionate about talking about the reality of growing a practice, growing a business, but also mixing that with the reality of what happens in life. And not everything is dandelions and um, flower, uh, nice flowing stream in creating a business. For those of you who've who are entrepreneurs, you already know that. Uh, that's nothing new. Life happens. We make this groundbreaking uh, path to success in all of our businesses, right? We plan. We do all the things. We do the research. We write it out. We look at the financials. We look at all of these things. But the reality is life hits. Sometimes there are partnerships that breaks down and really affects the flow of the success of your business. Sometimes life happens, you health reasons, for health reasons. Some of us have experienced some tragic loss or are in the midst of a, a loss. And it will affect and bleed into the way that you deal with your business, the way that you react and respond to your business. And that's the reality of it, folks. When you look on social media and you see a lot of these people who are fairly successful, I can bet that on some level, there's a spectrum of grief. There's a spectrum of situations that's going on in their life that is causing a stumbling block. Now, some of them are really great at moving through that. And I want to talk a little bit more about moving through these situations. But I just want to let you all know that on the outside, if it appears to you that someone has this perfect business and that everything seems like to be flowing and abundant uh, with them, that may not be the reality in, on their side, right? We only have that small perception of what's going on. But I just want to let you know this. In the midst of anything that you go through, I believe that resilience grows in the area of suffering. Resilience grows in the area of suffering. The other thing that I also want to say is that your creativity can actually be more enhanced when you go through tough times. 
because it allows your brain to look at things. Your mind, your sh- your mind shifts to different areas um, that allows you to be a little bit more creative in helping your business to grow. There's two ways to look at situations in our lives that gets in a way of flourishing our businesses or the entrepreneurial journey. One is negative situations that really propels us or uh, causes stagnation. We become fearful in exploring new ideas and things when tragedy or grief really hits us, right? There's a natural tendency to walk away because it's too hard, because we don't have enough emotional or psychological bandwidth to deal with the current situation, uh, let alone trying to grow your business. But there's that other side too, where even in the midst of your suffering, in the midst of your grief, you allow yourself to partially tap into the creativity, into the resilience, into the motivation to continue to keep going. Now, I am not saying to, de- to have time to grieve, to process, to, um, to just abandon something for a period of time. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is that sometimes emotions are so overwhelming and our psychological bandwidth is so small that we abandon our entrepreneurial goals and get off the entrepreneurial journey because of how difficult life becomes in our lives or, or how our lives are becoming more unmanageable. You know, talking about uh, many of us who have hit a financial burden, many of us who advertise a retreat or a summit, and then it falls flat. Not because it's not a good retreat, but it could possibly be that or bad marketing or whatever, but it could be something out of your control. Maybe it is what's going on in the other individual's financial life or uh, an economy that is hemorrhaging and people are tight with their money. There's things that's out of control, out of our control. And so my talk today is about how to respond to this, how to react to this. Do you then abandon and step back and go, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this ever again just because what if this happens again? All the what ifs, right? Those are real scary emotions. But I'm here to tell you to keep going. And it's not, if anyone out there, coaches, therapists, or even other entrepreneurs tell you how easy uh, the journey is, the entrepreneur journey is, I want you to turn around and, and leave <laughs> um, because it's not. Life happens and life happens to all of us, no matter who you are. What matters is how you respond and react to, to that. So one of the things that I'm noticing within my own self, uh, on today, I'm recording this May 9th. Um, at 6.58 a.m. this podcast and I'm here in Vegas and this weekend I will be leaving to head to Kauai and I'm going to disclose this because I think this is very pertinent to what I'll be talking about and how I will be encouraging you. 
a couple of weeks ago, before I left for Tuscany for my Tuscany retreat, um, I get a message from a family member and said that my dad fell and he suffered a minor fracture tailbone. Um, my dad is slipping into dementia and he has difficult time walking on his own. So he has to have people around him to make sure that he maintains his balance. Well, um, he suddenly got up on For those of you who follow me on social media, my dad is one of those people who is very stubborn and wants to do things on his own. In old age, for those of you who work with elderly individuals, um, they want to fight as much as possible for their autonomy. And my dad is one of those stubborn people that will not listen when you tell him to sit down. I appreciate, uh, uh, I appreciate that about him because, you know, he, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't want his current situation to get in the way of his quality of life. I, I get that. I totally get that. But on this particular day, before I got on the plane to Tuscany to host my retreat, I was at uh, Las, um, Las Vegas Airport get a text right before I got on the plane that my dad fell. So he was rushed to the hospital. And so imagine hours on the plane thinking about this. And I'm on the way to Rome, heading to Florence, and then to Tuscany to host a retreat. The emotional burden, the psychological agony that I went through um, on the plane was excruciating. I've been very open about my relationship with my dad on social media. Many of you have seen me push him in his wheelchair, take him to casinos when he was stronger, cut his toenails. <laughs> it's amazing that when I showed me cutting his toenails, all of you thought that that was the sweetest thing ever. It's the grossest thing ever, okay? <laughs> I have a really strong relationship with my father. I didn't have one when I was younger. I mean, yeah, he took me fishing, all of these things. But in the Filipino culture, um, Filipino men are not emotionally invested in each other. They just do things, um, especially with their sons. So, and I'm the only son that my dad had. And, you know, I was his pride and joy. I would love to say that I was his pride and joy. Because in the Filipino culture, um, having a, a male chi a child, a, a little boy... It's something that he dreamt of for a long time. And he, I, I got three sisters. And, um, you know, when he had me, uh, he was, according to my family, uh, he really was overjoyed. In fact, when I was born, uh, my mom told me that he completely stopped drinking. <laughs> That's how invested he was emotionally uh, with me. And so... As I wasn't there for my mom when she passed away, uh, we my, I had a I had a really incredible relationship with my mom. Uh, she was very caring, loving, and I was so invested in my work, working at Community Mental Health in Los Angeles, and trying to build a solo practice at that time that I didn't often come home uh, to be with my mom, and then. All in a time span of two weeks, you all know this, many of you know this story, but within a time span of two weeks, my mom was rushed in the hospital, 2014, I believe, and 
three weeks later, I'm burying her around my birthday. <laughs> and uh, it was a painful experience. So fast forward now, I think what's happening with me is that I have this relationship with my father where I want to spend as much time as I can with him. And I didn't see my mom deteriorate in health. She just, within two weeks, uh, she was rushed to the hospital because she couldn't breathe. Two weeks later, her lungs started deteriorating and she passed away. She was on life support for a few days, but then her body gave up and she went to be with the Lord. My dad, however, I saw and I witnessed, and I'm witnessing right now, his body deteriorate, his mind deteriorate, his inability to walk on his own was non-existent. Um, he was struggling already. The, the first time that I started thinking to myself, wow, um, dad is really at, at that age, when I saw that he wore um depends uh so that if he peed himself and, and it was such a shock to me to see him put that on because i didn't really think that my dad was going to get to that place that was a few years ago and i just started realizing oh no that's there and then he started speaking in a language that i could not understand which is his native tongue of ilocano and he started talking to me in Ilocano, and I thought to myself, oh no, his cognition is also deteriorating, and it deteriorates slow. Now there's a progression in him not being able to be on his own. He needs to have people around him for safety reasons. We have multiple nurses at our house, um, his house in um, on Kauai, so they have to take care of him. So this is my story. I have three different businesses, and knowing that this is happening in my life really causes my emotional and psychological bandwidth to be pulled in so many directions. Because one, I'm here on the mainland in Vegas. He lives with my, with my sister in Hawaii, and I'm having to think about how I can provide support for him. He can't even, he doesn't even recognize me uh, um, when we do FaceTime. Um, I just have to be with him just so that he can experience my energy next to him. Um, I am now in different, a different business where I am buying homes. I'm a property investor and I have to be in the vicinity of these in, uh, properties to make them work, uh, to rent it out to therapists, to market and all of those things. And, you know, I started it um, in hopes of having him live in one of the houses, but uh, I'm even afraid to send him over here to Vegas. So life situations happen in the midst of us growing our business. Now, a few weeks ago, I thought to myself, I just want to burn everything down, go home, take care of my dad, sell my practice. I've, I've had those ex existential thoughts of what the heck am I doing? The reason why I'm having these existen existential thoughts is because I'm getting closer and closer to mortality again. 
I'm having to question my health, my future, just because of my dad's situation. It's causing me to reflect the frailty of life. And many of us are so invested in our business that we forget to reflect on some of these things. I truly believe that in this moment of my life, seeing my dad deteriorate is helping me to see different perspectives of my business and how to run it in a way where I don't want to be confined in one space. I'm looking for ways to allow myself to experience life. My dad, my family wasn't a traveler. They worked their asses off to pay the bills, to make things grow, but money really did not stick in their bank accounts. I don't want that for my life. And with my dad's situation, and I know if he was fully aware of what's happening in my life and his surroundings, I know that he does not want me to be in a position where he was trapped working as a dishwasher, as a janitor in the the travel industry in Hawaii, in the hotels. I don't think he wants that for me. I know for a fact he, he, he doesn't. So how do we then respond to situations like this? Well, here's what I'm going through. I'm responding by continuing to grow. It's difficult. I have some sleepless nights where I think about these things. You know, my dad's mortality, um, my business's health, all of it. Um, I'm very sensitive to my colleagues when they reach out to me, talk about their grief and their loss and the struggles that they have in their business. I'm very sensitive to that just because it's so near and dear to me. I have so many aspects of what's going on in my business where I, I'm trying to protect the health of my business and always looking for ways to grow it. And it is there. But at the same time, life situation happens. We try our best to make things work in our lives, in our professional world. But again, life happens. For those of you who have kids, they get sick. They get some sort of diagnosis. Some of them go through personal heartaches. And for you as a parent, it's excruciating to see them go through that type of pain. And that can distract you from growing your business. Some of you are in a financial a hardship right now where you're trying to just make ends meet. You had a plan of making your business work for you so that you don't have to be in this position. But again, economy slips, it goes down, and you're at a position now of trying to just make it through the day. Or you have a business that is not bringing in the type of revenue no matter what you do. No matter how many networking events that you've attended, your marketing tactics, all of these things, still people are not coming. And 
you're seeing your bank account dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. We all go through these life situations or these current situations that we cannot. That's somewhat out of our control. You may be going through your own health issues and it's forcing you to reevaluate your own current situation in the area of growing your business. You want to do all the things. You want to do all of them. You want to be able to um, grow your business at the same time while experiencing health issues. How will you then respond to that? We all go through this. Many of us do. If you are not experiencing this, maybe one day you will, maybe one day you'll not. But for those of us who are in it, I just want to let you know, stay the course. Just stay the course. At the same time, reach out to those who will support you. I have a handful of people around me who are gracious enough to talk about the things that I go through, and they just, in their silence, just on the phone or via Zoom, offer their gesture of care and love. That's what I love about the community that I surround myself with. I can, at one, any point of the day, call someone for support. And it's really difficult. So if you're struggling with this, pick up the phone. Talk to someone. You don't have to solve your current situation. Sometimes you can't. But just have, knowing that someone is right there by your side to support you all the way through will get you to the finish line. And even more, maybe there's no finish line. Maybe you just continue on this path and be a testimony for other, everyone about resilience. If you're an entrepreneur who's struggling, this is a journey that we take. There's risk involved, not only in your business, but when life happens, it throws a huge wrench. It stops us in our tracks at times. Give yourself some grace and compassion. Things like this happen all the time. And I wanted to do this podcast just to let you all know that in the midst of whatever you're going through, I hope and pray that you just take time to reflect, to give yourself some grace and compassion, give yourself some time if you have to, but know that continuing to do the work is not going to only, it's not going to be easy to accomplish, But you can get there. You can get there. So if you're listening to this, I'm hoping that you don't feel alone. The reality is whatever people project on social media may not be the full story. That heading to success, no matter how easy you think it, it is for people, it may not be. They may be going through some things that you're not previewed to. Life happens to all of us. But as an entrepreneur, I just want to let you know, from one entrepreneur to another, I just want to let you all know that I appreciate you. That the fact that you're continuing to move forward, 
to reevaluate, to reflect, to contemplate, to make things better. That is what it's all about. Okay. And when you have other people seeing you and, and watching you, you could be a testimony to how they can be successful in the future. So again, thank you for listening in. I'm hoping that this podcast um, moves you and helps you to continue on the path that you've taken in the very beginning. Uh, life happens to all of us. It really matters on how you react to re and respond to it, but at the same time, allowing yourself to have grace and compassion for yourself, to rest, to reach out for support. Again, my name is Ernesto, and thank you for listening in to the Not Your Typical Psychotherapist podcast. Until next time, bye-bye.